We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. At Metro, you get everything you need to rule your school year. Right now, get a new phone and tablet on us when you switch. Plus, enjoy high-speed data on both devices for just $75 a month. And with one Amazon Prime membership included, you can watch Amazon Originals, movies and shows, stream endless music, and enjoy free shipping. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. With new lines of service after rebate redemption plus sales tax and activation fee. Offer valid for new Amazon Prime members. Amazon Prime is a $12.99 a month cost. Restrictions apply. It's time! With Bruce Buffer. And now, it's time for the voice of mixed martial arts. We It's Bruce Buffer. Bruce Buffer. From the shores of Malibu where the waves are pumping, to the Great Wall of China and back to the streets of Abu Dhabi where the UFC is coming. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about but maybe you're afraid to voice. Do not worry, we will voice it for you. We talk about everything on It's Time. Politics, film, TV, President Trump. UFC, sex, drugs, rock and roll, you name it, we talk about it. It's No Holds Barred Radio, folks. And I'm here with my co-host, TJ DeSantis. Hi, TJ. How are you? Oh, I'm good, Buff. You sound like you got into the whiskey today, but it's uh, it's just our technical issues. <laughs> but, you know, maybe, well, maybe you'll I, be I getting never... into the whiskey on the Abu Dhabi flight, because my goodness, that's a long one. It's a long one, but uh, be assured that I don't break the uh, I don't open the bottles during the day, and I'm I'm not a big drinker anyway, so that would be hard fetched to find me. Except that on a Sunday, I do like a nice little mojito on a Sunday. That's for sure at brunch. Um, with that being said, we've got a really good guest on the show today. I just got back from Barcelona, Spain, before I went to Shenzhen, China, for the UFC. Um, I was playing for Poker Stars over there in a big charity event and others. Uh, things that we did while we were there, and I had the pleasure of playing my friend Chris Moneymaker, the World Series of Poker main event champion. Is that his real and last as a result, name? Is that his real last name? Yeah. Really? Yeah, like, Moneymaker. Can you just, believe that? Just yeah. destined to be a poker player, apparently. Destined. Uh, when you when you really get down to it, and if I'm not mistaken, I think he was an accountant. Well, well yes, he has a master's degree in accounting, so what a proper name for to go into college for accounting is moneymaker. Hopefully it worked out for him, but as we all know, it did because he won so many millions of dollars in 2003, which we'll go over with him when we talk to him. Right. Yeah. Uh, all right. And also to TJ, uh, another special day for me happens to be the uh, birthday of my mother, Connie Buffer, 91 yeah. years old today, TJ. I think we should give her a call after we talk to Chris and maybe wish her a little happy birthday. Oh, she would love that. Let's do that. I would love that. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll do that. On that all right, on that note, we've got an exciting show today for many reasons, obviously. Let's bring on the World Series of Poker 2003 champion, Chris Moneymaker. It's time! You asked for it, and you got it. At BruceBuffer.com. Championship introductions at a special rate are now provided for all of you as a keepsake for life, like you are being introduced like a champion in the cage. Just go to BruceBuffer.com. Specials for championship introductions, weddings, birthdays, voicemail, and business recordings. I'm here for you if you need me. Check me out at BruceBuffer.com. Hey, I'm Kayla. As a mom working from home, life is crazier than ever, especially on days like these. But I'm still ruling my day thanks to Metro. Metro gave me an awesome phone and tablet. Now my son can get his homework done on the tablet without needing to borrow my laptop. Plus, with Metro, Amazon Prime is included, so I can access great deals and discounts on school essentials. 
and get them delivered in no time with unlimited free shipping. All while keeping an eye on my son to make sure he finishes his online practice tests before he starts watching his favorite Amazon originals. Right now, get a new phone and tablet on us when you switch to Metro, the number one brand in prepaid. Plus, enjoy high-speed data on both devices with one Amazon Prime membership included for just $75 a month. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. I'm Kayla, and that's how I rule my day with Metro. With new lines of service after rebate redemption plus sales tax and activation fee. Offer valid for new Amazon Prime members on select rate plans. Amazon Prime has a $12.99 a month cost. Restrictions apply. At T-Mobile, you can get two powerful iPhone 11 Pros on us. The three cameras are perfect for capturing my DIY projects. I'm repainting our car. Wow, the ultra-wide camera really captures all the, uh, flames. Switch today and get two new lines for $90 bucks plus two iPhone 11 Pros on us with qualifying trading. For well-qualified customers plus taxes and fees, essentials plan with auto pay. Phone via 24 credits. If you cancel before 24 credits, remaining balance on full price of $999.99 for each device may be due. Contact us. Qualifying port-ins and finance agreements required. And now it's time for our special guest of the week, the first week of September. And who other than the World Series of Poker champion from 2003, the man who created a rage for many people coming into poker, learning the game, loving the game, making money from the game, and wanting to be the best they could be so they could win millions like this gentleman. Chris Moneymaker, the man that started it all for a lot of people. Hi, Chris. How are you? Pretty good, Bruce. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It looks like we're running into each other on the uh, travels around the world with you being the man you are for poker stars and me signing a contract recently, being one of the ambassadors for poker stars with their relationship with UFC, which is which is awesome. And you know what's great about it, Chris? I want to just pick up a little subject you may not remember, but back in 2005, which was my first main event at the World Series of Poker, when I walked in the room, I immediately was put on the televised table on day one, and who did I face across the table but you? You may not remember that, but we played each other back in 2005. I actually do kind of remember that, yeah. It's, I mean, we've crossed paths several times. I've actually played against you more than I've played against some of the other pros. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, we, we did do. that. Th- Go ahead. I was going to just through playing each other, and I'm sure we'll see each other in Brazil here shortly. Yeah, I was going to ask you. So you'll be down there for the Sao Paulo Millions, uh, the Poker Stars event down there. I'm very excited. You know, Chris, I have a UFC there the week before. I'm going to go home back to L.A. for five days and then go back to Sao Paulo. Um, which is fine. No big deal. 10 hour direct flight, 11 hour direct flight. But this time, this time, instead of playing like we played last week, which was a ton of fun with the exception of one thing that happened that we'll discuss, um, we'll be playing in a regular tournament. So I can't wait to play for the millions of dollars. Did you play the main event in Barcelona, the EPT? I did. Yeah. I played the main event, made day two and just lost a, a standard. Um, that was the end of my, my trip. I've had a really good, uh, Tour up until Barcelona. Barcelona didn't treat me too well, but up until Barcelona, things have been going really good. Um, That's, so can't complain. Uh, no complaints there. Well, you know, how can you complain coming into the 2003 main event on an 80? Get this, TJ. I know we had Chris on the show many years ago, but for the benefit of our audience, which is a lot larger now, uh, people, I want to just give you a little feedback here. Chris Moneymaker is the man who won a seat into the main event of the 2003 World Series of Poker. Uh, the one that all poker players want to play, all poker players want to win. That $86 satellite got him a seat, which he went on to win. Chris, if I'm correct, it was $2.5 million you won back then. Is that correct? You are correct. Now, that $2.5 million at that point in your life, and we're stepping back a little bit, that was such a changer, a, a life changer for you, I'm assuming. Am I correct in saying that? And did it, did it take a while to come down from that high and levitate to where you are in life from that point on? Because life has been a whirlwind for you since then. Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, you know, I was making about 40K a year as an accountant. Um, and then, you know, 27 years old, you get a whirlwind like that. Of course, it's going to, I mean, it has to change your life. I went back to work Monday morning. I tried to make it to where it didn't change my life. But, yeah, my life was flipped upside down. Um, and it took. it definitely took a while to get used to playing as, a celebrity and also just getting a better grip on, you know, my new life, if you will. And when that happened and you sat down at the poker table, whether it's for a tournament or cash games that you enjoy playing, did you find that the people playing you came at you, come at you differently now? They play you differently? Oh, for sure. I mean, that's just, you know, it's same thing as like, you know, people want to go fight UFC fighters. They, they, uh, difference is, is you can actually beat me in poker 
Um, people always want to take a shot at you, try to bluff you, or call down your bluff. They don't, you know, they want a story to tell. So it's been that way for 15, 16 years now. But, uh, you know, I got to play a little bit differently against a lot of people because I know they're taking shots at me. You know what? Give them that famous line. When they want to call, you're all in, you're all in bluff or you're all in move. Just say, go ahead. I'll make you famous. <laughs> That's the no. way it works. So, Chris, last week we were in Barcelona at the EPT. You're, you've been a longstanding ambassador. Is that the proper term for you with PokerStars? You're an ambassador for PokerStars? Yeah, I'm a team pro slash ambassador, whatever you want. Very cool. And that started right after you won back in 2003, if I'm not mistaken. So you've been with the great company of PokerStars for a long time. They put up these great events. I'm so excited to be an ambassador. I get to play with great people like you on the poker table and others. But we were at an event in the EPT in Barcelona, which I love. I, I ate such good food there. Barcelona was such an amazing place. Um, with that being said, we played a charity tournament. It was you, me, Lex, Patrick Antonius, who I played before on Poker After Dark. Uh, it was Famita. Is that right? Famita was with us? Uh, Fatima. Fatima. Excuse me. I, I say, say it wrong. Yeah, Fatima. Fatima. And that was a fun table. We were having so much fun. TJ, this is what it was. We played five rounds of 25 hands apiece. We started off with 400,000 chips each round. Whether you're up or down, the tally is pushed forward because you start the next round from scratch with 400,000 chips with your tally of negative or positive behind you. When it came to round number four, I was instructed that the great soccer player from Spain, Gerard Piquet, or as people know him, Piquet, was going to sit down and play my hands for 25 hands using my chips. At this point, I was up about 800,000 chips. And I had a talk with, with Gerard, and I said, Gerard, please, I'm up, doing well, have a chance to win this for the charity. I know you're a good poker player. Please protect the chips, You know, play your solid game. And then all of a sudden, I hear Chris call me over to the table that all my chips are in. And um, if I'm not mistaken, Chris, he, he went against Lex, who had two pair, queen nine on the turn. He had third pair because he had a five, six off in his hand, and he decided to push like you would push hard in a cash game. And all my chips went flying off the table. And I got to admit, I got to admit, Chris, I was a little pissed off. <laughs> I got to tell you. Basically, you know, when he came and sat down, I've never seen you so mad ever. Um, this is the first time I've ever seen you get tilted. I've never seen you lose hands and everything else, but this was really bad. I mean, basically, took took money out of your charity. Um, and it was unfortunate for him because, I mean, he, it's not like he just did something terrible. He made a move. Uh, but the problem is, is we've been playing together all day. We knew how everybody was playing. He wasn't aware that Lex had been punting off most of his stack. He was going broke most times. So he was there to gamble. And you don't really want to bluff against someone that's there to gamble. So he picked the wrong opponent to, to try it against. And uh, Lex just wasn't going to have that. Uh, once Lex called it. He check raised him on the flop, and once Lex calls on the flop, you pretty much got to shut it down. Um, but unfortunately, he didn't, and then he went on with the bluff. And again, that's a that's just not a play you're not going to make. I mean, you're you might try one one bullet at it and then give up. Um, but he went all the way with it and just didn't understand the dynamics of the table, and it ended up costing you four hundred thousand in chips. Exactly. And hey. um, go ahead, go ahead, please, Chris, go ahead. I was about saying seventy five hundred dollars for your charity. Thank good, you know. Fatima ended up winning the whole thing at the end, and she was uh, gracious enough to give you twenty five hundred for the charity, which I thought was awesome. Because uh, you're right, you, I mean, you, you deserve the ten k, but um, it is it turned out a little bit different. Yeah, it is what it is. You know, the, they publish the hand online, and you know, and I agree with you. I don't mind making the play, trying to make the play, but as soon as Lex came back at him, fold. Take that hundred thousand chip loss and just fold and stick with your three hundred or two fifty, whatever you had left. But say la vie, Fatima, I can't thank her enough. That was beautiful for her. Uh, TJ, I was playing for the Forgotten Dog Foundation, um, which my brother Michael's wife Christine is on the board of. Uh, you know, of course, take, finding homes for dogs and such. And ten thousand euros, which is roughly twelve thousand or whatever dollars, is a lot of money for that organization. But I still am able to send them twenty five hundred euros thanks to Fatima, who's a Poker pro, and she was, you know, I wasn't aware. Fatima's a, uh, an Olympic athlete, Chris. Is that yeah. true? Yeah, she's, yeah, she was a uh, field hockey player on the national team at Holland. She won the gold. I think they won the gold. Yeah, they won um, the gold. Yep. So, that's yeah. amazing. She's that's, a little bit better. She, she's a better athlete than me and you. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, well, she's got the proof 
the of the goal to prove. We have an ancient question here on the 10 years that this podcast has been, actually, I think 11 years that this podcast has been on the air, Chris, on whether or not poker is a sport. What do you think? Is poker a sport? Of course not. I mean, <laughs> I can play. <laughs> it's a game. I mean, it's a card game. Um, you know, is chess a sport? I, I, I don't think anything that you don't break a sweat is a sport. I mean, but, you know, it's not demeaning it by calling it a game. I mean, it's a mental game. It's a it's a challenging game. It doesn't, right. you know, a sport is something where you're, you know, obviously physically engaging uh, yourself, in my, in my opinion. I mean, I don't think a sport is where you're sitting on your butt and thinking with your head. That's just a game. I, I agree with you, but I'm going to add one little uh, added addition. When it gets to the main event that you went through, and, and like when I made the main event uh, about five years ago, I made day five. I was in the top 10% of chip leaders up until I got blown out with aces and eights against quad eights when, they, when the guy flopped it on, on me, lost all my chips. Um, the mental and physical of being there for five days, 12 hours a day, it does get to you. And I think at that point, it does become a bit of a sport because you got to you know deal with that. But yes, bottom line, it is a game. If, There's no question. If that's the case, Buffer, if that's your definition, then traffic on the 405 is a sport. Well, that's a sport that I hate to play. <laughs> Bottom line. <laughs> Can't stand that sport. You know, uh, Chris, the relationship between the UFC and poker stars, I think, is an incredible relationship because the 18 to 34 and higher demographics that play poker and love poker are fans of the UFC. I know it's proving very positive for them and all they're doing, and I hope it continues for personal reasons and otherwise. You are a big fan of the UFC. I know you enjoy the UFC when you see the events and all, and we talk about it too. Do you have a favorite fighter? Is there like somebody that you really enjoy or just just watch, uh, love watching, you know, these amazing men and women athletes go at it? Um, I love watching all the athletes, but Nurmagomedov is, you know, one of my favorite fighters. Just, I mean, you know, a lot of people don't like his style, but I love, you know, I was a wrestler in high school. I like the ground and pound style. I like, you know, watching the technical side that he, that he brings and how dominant he is. Um, then, you know, I also like, you know, watching um, uh, Diaz brothers just for like zombies that just walk you down, and just punish you. I mean, it's, it's like they just don't tire and they don't, they, they look like, you know, little zombies that will just get punched and come straight forward at you. And I mean, it's just, the fight that style is, you know, kind of incredible. Um, and then obviously, you know, you have uh, the women that are fighting now are just incredible. I mean, you look at Nunez. A cyborg fight, and that was just incredible. And obviously, this weekend, I'm really looking forward to uh, watching Boyer and, and Nurmagomedov go at it. I just don't see how Nurmagomedov is ever going to lose. I agree with you that this weekend in Abu Dhabi is going to be an amazing show. We had the show in China, which I doubt you got to see because you were busy in Barcelona. But the new Chinese champion. I it. Oh, you did? Was that was that an amazing night? Yep. That was awesome. Awesome. Of just, course it was. Yeah, it was incredible. There, there was the woman, a women's fight that was earlier on is like the first preliminary fight. I mean, they were punching each other in the face nonstop. It was insane to watch. I mean, it was like, holy cow, they're just knocking each other out. It was, it was one of the you know, early prelims, but they were going at it. I mean, the whole the whole card was really good. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, you know, TJ, the and we talked about this before, but this, these shows have been off the hook. We'll go into it a little later on the show, but it is exciting to work with people at Poker Stars. It is exciting to work with people that appreciate what we do at the UFC. And Chris, one thing I really enjoy about you every time I've met you is that you're so down to earth in all that you're experiencing. It's a pleasure to call you a friend, and it's a real pleasure to be working with you side by side at Poker Stars. So I'm looking forward to seeing you in Sao Paulo. But Remember, when we get to the table, please take all my chips as best you can because I'm definitely going to go after you for yours. It's just the way it is. <laughs> it's an honor to play with you and can't wait to bust you down there. <laughs> I love it, Chris. Bring it, baby. Bring it. I'll make you famous. <laughs> <laughs> At Metro, you get everything you need to rule your school year. Right now, get a new phone and tablet on us when you switch. Plus, enjoy high-speed data on both devices for just $75 a month. And with one Amazon Prime membership included, you can watch Amazon Originals, movies and shows, stream endless music, and enjoy free shipping. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. With new lines of service after rebate redemption plus sales tax and activation fee. Offer valid for new Amazon Prime members. Amazon Prime has a $12.99 a month cost. Restrictions apply. 
At T-Mobile, you can get two powerful iPhone 11 Pros on us. The three cameras are perfect for capturing my DIY projects. I'm repainting our car. Wow, the ultra-wide camera really captures all the uh, flames. Switch today and get two new lines for $90, bucks, plus two iPhone 11 Pros on us with qualifying trading. For well-qualified customers, plus taxes and fees, essentials plan with auto pay, phone via 24 credits. If you cancel before 24 credits, remaining balance on full price of $999.99 for each device may be due. Contact us. Qualifying port-ins and finance agreements required. Between Rounds Radio, your source for MMA and combat sports programming. Wow, isn't this exciting? It changes everything. Featuring personalities from every corner of the fight game. Oh! It's time with Bruce Butterfucker. Oh! Fight Court. Rob Tatum and King Mo Lowell. Blah, how do you say this guy's name? Lawal. What's up? King Mo Lawal. Court is in session. Hard-hitting interviews from passionate journalists. Welcome back to Rewind. I'm Jack and Canarcio. Between rounds with radio. Stories from athletes, promoters, and personalities who have experienced it all. Hi, this is Julie Kedzie. Hey, this is Monty Cox. This is Jeremy Horn, and you can catch me on Between, Between Rounds, rounds radio. radio. Mixed Martial Arts Premier Podcast Network. Happy birthday, Mom. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Mom, I can't believe that you're 91 years old. I've known you for 62 years, and they've been 62 of the most wonderful years of my life because I have the love of the most beautiful woman and amazing woman I know. Happy birthday, Mom. Ooh. I love you so much. I love you too, honey. I just got your beautiful orchids. Oh, they came? How are they? They're beautiful? Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. And oh. Michael sent me some, too. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I you know Michael. He, Michael loves you very much and is always there for your birthday. You know, we just travel so much. But you and I celebrated last night with the family. We had a great time. Yes, we did. That was yeah. awesome. We did. So, so how do you feel, Mom? 91. Any different from yesterday when you were 90? No, no, I don't feel any different. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? The, the beautiful thing is, Mom, is you look great, you feel great, and you have the love of everybody around you. And that's what life is all about. That's right. Okay. That is right. All right. Well, listen, Mom, I'm going to be over to see you later today. We had so much fun last night. I'm going to get back to my podcast here, but I just want to tell you how much okay. I love you and you mean the world to me, Mom. Happy birthday, Mama. I know. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you so much. Thank you for the gorgeous orchids. Oh, you're welcome. I love orchids because they last for a long time, and you can look at them and realize yeah, how much do. love you have. <laughs> I, need, I need some more room. <laughs> that's okay we'll get you a bigger house no i'm not kidding i'm kidding okay. i'm kidding okay. <laughs> we'll get you more flowers all right, all right. i'm cool. off to abu dhabi mom i know you're my biggest ufc fan so i will see you from the octagon in abu dhabi and just know that i love you very much so when do you leave when do you I, leave i leave tomorrow but i'll be over to celebrate uh-huh. with you a little more tonight oh okay okay all right oh, love you mom man. i love you too sweetheart thank you you got to Take her, Mom. Love you. I'll see you a little bit. What a sweet lady. She's wonderful. You know, she's uh, my, my rock, my motivation. I see her smile. I hear her smile, and it just keeps me going. You know, it, as the saying goes, the love between parents and their children is wonderful, uh, but there's something so distinctive about the love between a mother and her sons, you know? 100%. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's great. So with that being said, that makes me very happy. Let's uh, go on. And again, happy birthday, Mama Buffer. Now, TJ, people, real quick, I, I'm sure they've already heard the the, the voiceover promo, but uh, you can get something close to that for your own birthday. BruceBuffer.com, people. Go oh, sign yeah. up, get that championship introduction. It's not a phone call, but it's pretty damn close. Yeah, you know, I've been requested for phone calls, but the but the championship introductions are great, and the birthday introductions, um, I always love doing. And we get a ton of those every week, so... A lot of birthdays to be celebrated. If they're UFC fans, just go to BruceBuffer.com, and I'm happy to make all your wishes my command. Just send them in. We'll get them done. And thank you, TJ. Thank you for saying that. No worries. Uh, not all um, the wishes. Not all the wishes. No, not because all. No, I'm, I'm, they got to be respectful. They right, got to be respectful. Right, right, right. Yeah. And also, too, I'm pretty sure that uh, your mom truly loves the orchids, but I know she she's a fan of Paula Costa. You couldn't, couldn't arrange uh, Paula Costa to come over and uh, you know hang out for a while, maybe have some dinner, nothing. You know what? I'll give him a call and we'll see if he reacts like Herb Dean because when it was mom's surprise birthday one time, Herb was her favorite, is one of her favorite people in the UFC. And uh, she's always raving about him. And I called her up, Herb up. And you know what? He and his wife, Vika, showed up and surprised mom on her birthday. That's so How wonderful awesome. was that? You know, that, that's, that's awesome in a variety of ways. One, that Herb was, was nice enough to take time out of his day and, and come out and do that. But two, 
your mom is such a fan that she actually knows Herb Dean. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure, no offense to my mom, I'm pretty sure that my mother thinks that I work in pro wrestling. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's completely disconnected, and that's fine, you know? But uh, yeah, your mom's an actual fan. Yeah, it's great. I mean, an actual fan of the point, as you know, one of my uh, rituals, I call her before and after every show. When I call her after the show, she's like, well, do you think that he tapped out quick? Do you think that her <laughs> should have stopped that, that quick? Uh, you know, like she goes through the whole dissertation. I'm telling you, she's a big fan. She analyzes the fights because, listen, since she was with my dad for 57 years, huge boxing fan. Do we know with my grandfather in boxing and Michael in boxing? I mean, this woman was a huge, huge fan. She's a fight fan. She's a true diehard fight fan, and it's fun to talk to her about the fight. So I mean, happy birthday, Mom. It's one thing to be a fan, and it's another thing to, like, formulate opinions. And she has opinions and questions, and that's awesome. I, I can't hey. believe she's 41, Bruce, and you're 62. I don't know how that works, but she's only 41, and, and she doesn't look a day older. Well, I wish she was 41, believe me. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But 91's an incredible age. And, Seriously. Um, She's got, she's got it going, man. She keeps me on my toes, and that's the way it's always been, and, and I just love it. So with that being said, if, you, Paolo, if Paolo Costa did show up at her house, I, I don't know. She, that could be one of the highlights of her day. She loves Paolo Costa. There's no question. As a lot of women, I think, love Paolo Costa. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah he's, got, he's got it going. He's a good role model for everybody out there, especially the females of the Western world and otherwise. Okay, so yeah, Western and Eastern. It's the whole world these days, right? It's just just not it's a wor- it's I whole- mean, it's a worldwide product at this point, Buff. I mean, you can pretty much get the fights uh, anywhere. You know, I well, can be sitting out in the middle of the woods and I can watch the fights. Speaking of which, we just got back from China, Shenzhen, China, which was a very exciting show. Uh, it's amazing, TJ. It really is amazing how good the shows have been. But let's face it, Chong Wei Li coming in. In 42 seconds, annihilating the champion, Jessica Andrade. With, now, was I correct? Was there a 47 punch count in 42 seconds, or did I hear that wrong? I, I have no idea. And you know what? It, it doesn't matter because it, it was so effective that counting is pointless. I mean, the bottom yeah. line is uh, she made history, did it in lightning quick time. And I'm, I'm not one for punch stats. You know, like, I don't really like numbers. Numbers don't win fights. Uh, but my goodness, the elbows, the the aggression. I mean, Andrade is a tough person to fight, and to meet fire with fire the way uh, that that Zhang Weili did. Uh, I mean, I'm happy that I got up early and, and watched it because that was a hell of a way to start my Saturday. Yeah, absolutely, without question. And then you look at the uh, co-main event with Dos Santos and uh, Jing Liang. It's like amazing. I mean, they both shined. They were both underdogs going into this fight. And now Whaley is a huge overnight star in China. I heard or was told that there was a video that was released of her winning the fight, obviously 42 seconds. It got 300 million views in less than 24 hours from China alone. So what does that tell you? To you? I mean, that's that's bonkers. I saw her manager, uh, Melky Kawa, put out a tweet that said a lot of people think that Habib Nurmagomedov is going to be the biggest thing. He was predicting, granted, you know, he, he's got a little bias going on here, but he's predicting that uh, Zhang Weili will be a bigger star than Habib, and that's because of the patriotism and the the the, the Chinese people getting behind uh, Zhang Weili. So I thought that was a really interesting and bold statement by Malki Kawa, but... Uh, with with numbers like that, Bruce, there may be more to that than uh, you know sounds just in in 140 characters on Twitter. Yeah, it's a very realistic comment from Malky. I do agree with it. Um, it's obvious why. Also, to Dana White, if I remember correctly, I saw a post from him where he was stating that WME was already on the phone with him because offers are rolling in. I this mean, is an overnight sensation. It, no question. Yeah, and and think about this for a second, Bruce. Like, talk to Sean Shelby sometime about his talent search in mainland China. This this is a not only a huge deal for Zhang Wei Li, but this is a big deal for the UFC because for a while they tried to find a fighter like Zhang to come in and represent, you know, the the Asian people there and, and do big things and not I mean a lot of people were saying, "Oh, look, uh, Zhang Wei Li is getting a title fight because the UFC is going to China. She doesn't necessarily deserve it yet." And I'll be honest. I may have been one of those people. I think there are more deserving people in front of uh, Zhang Weili that that should have gotten uh, a title fight. Tatiana Suarez comes to mind. With that in mind, when you destroy someone, 
in under 50 seconds, everyone has to be quiet. And the reason is she's the best 115-pound fighter on the planet, and it's going to be tough to take it away from her, man. She got an opportunity, and my goodness, did she make the most of it. And she did make the most of it. And now, you know, the rumor was the fact that people were hesitant to fight her before this. I don't know if they're going to be hesitant now after because we're talking about fighting for the championship. Right. I mean, but she, yeah. But she's definitely a force to be reckoned with, and people are going to be on, on their toes more than ever coming in and facing her down. I mean, she's menacing. When she walks in from the point that she's weighing in to the point that I'm announcing her, yeah, she is there all business, no question. All I mean, business. she's 115 pounds of fury, you know, and I can't really say anything more than that. Like, uh, what what – you you would know better than this, better than me because I wasn't in the building, but I can't recall an audible pop from the crowd like what I heard on Saturday through my television in a really long time. When she started to land on Andrage and, and Andrage started to wilt, it, I thought my television speakers were going to overmodulate, Bruce. That's how loud it seemed. Right, which is which is not amazing. It's fantastic because on normal circumstances during the evening, the audience was relatively quiet. Right. Until key moments happen, which is normal for Asian audiences. They differ from country to well, country. Did it startle you when they got that loud? Because, I mean, like you said, it was quiet the the entire night. You know, the the uh, culture there is a lot different than, you know, say if we're in Vegas. Like, when it's that loud, like, it had to, you had to feel it in your bones. Well, I felt it because with my announcing throughout the evening, they would either pop or not, right? And I'm thinking, this is the main event. I got to pop this Serena right now. So I was giving my all. And as you know, when I'm announcing, I don't focus on the crowd. I focus on the fighters. Right. So I'm not really aware of that pop. I'm too busy trying to enhance the moment for the no, fighters no, no, and no, the no. fans. What I'm talking about is during yeah. the fight. When oh, the fight came God. alive. Oh, crazy, crazy, crazy. Absolutely. Without qu- Not just them, me. Right. I mean, I was reacting to that fight. It was like, wow. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. No question. No question. Bonk. History was made both in a fighter and both in a fight that took place. And we'll see where it goes from here. Not, not just even just a nuts. fighter and a fight, Bruce, a culture. An entire culture. new country is really, I mean, she's not the first Chinese fighter on the planet to step inside the octagon, but she's the first to walk out with a UFC title. And, and that means more than I think a lot uh, of fight fans can even really comprehend right now. And, and it, it was very clear uh, what she means and, and what that victory meant to her native countrymen. Well, Absolutely, and time will tell. And the bottom line is, it's the first time, unless I'm mistaken, there has ever been a world champion, Chinese world champion fighter in boxing or in MMA. So that's very much an historical standpoint for the country to be proud of. And uh, we're going back. There's no question. You know, when you talk about how big it is in China, one fact really stands out very simply. The UFC corporate offices that they built, that beautiful city within a city in in Las Vegas, is 30,000 square feet of offices. The future of what holds in mainland China and the fighters coming in from around the area is proof in the point that the UFC just built a 90,000 square foot complex to train and develop fighters. Amongst yeah. it, I mean, it's, that's it's, amazing. It's, it's another performance institute. It's the same thing essentially that's uh, in Las Vegas and they did it there. And um, I mean, for a very long time, I mean, think about where the UFC has come from, from the days where, I mean, you were there. You saw the the Semaphore Entertainment Group days. You were there. You saw the, the transition oh. to Zufa. I mean, this company was essentially bankrupt uh, when it was sold to the Fertitas and then, you know, it was it sold for billions of dollars and now is firmly on the map in a country with billions of people, with a billion-plus people. Uh, I mean, you've had a front-row seat for it, Buff. It, it's crazy to think about the ride that you've gone on, the UFC's gone on, and uh, you continue to ride. Makes me want to write another book. There's think, so much well, that's happened should. in the last eight years. I think yeah. you should. I, well, I'm still thinking about waiting another couple of years, but it's time again will happen. I've already been approached by publishers to make it happen, but Wait. I want to make sure it's done at the right time. Is that is that what it's going to be called? It's time again. It's the, the first title that comes in my mind. No, 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 you know? no. It's, it's time, time comma again. Yeah. Yeah. I like it's it. Time again. It's time again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. I got the approval of my co-host and partner on the podcast. Yes, I love it. All good stuff. Yeah. Let's uh, let's let's talk about what's going on this Saturday. Okay. I'm heading over now. I was in Barcelona, as we know. I went over to Shenzhen, China. I'm home for three days. I'm heading over to Abu Dhabi in the morning. Very excited about this fight. You know, Habib Nurmagomedov facing down the interim champion Dustin Poirier for the undisputed lightweight title bout. Uh, we 
you all know what to expect there, which is both the expected and the unexpected. It's going to be a war. I'll tell you a fight I'm very excited about. Paul Felder and Edson Barboza. This fight excites the hell out of me. It really kind of makes me nervous. In, in the same sense that, like, you know two cars are running head-on into one another. Mm-hmm. And they're going to make a really bad, catastrophic collision. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be amazing. I mean, it's going to be I mean? amazing. Like, like I, I wish nothing but the best for both of those guys. But it that is going to be a fight where, if it's not fight of the night, I... The, I hate to say, but we're almost set up for disappointment. You know what I mean? That is such a good fight on paper that, I mean, maybe it will surpass expectations, but the bar is high and and, and for good reason. Well, you know, I'm about made the best man win, as I know you are too, but let's hear your opinion. How does it turn out? I have no idea. I don't even want to fancy a a guess either. Um, I mean, Barboza, I worry every time anyone stands in front of Barboza with his kicks. It's Mm -hmm. not a good idea. Uh, but Felder, I mean, Felder has gone through hell and back and gotten his hand raised in fights. And and so has Barboza. This is just going to be a fight that uh, I, I hate to be cliche, but whoever whoever's knight it is, whoever wants it more, that's going to be the person with their hand raised. Yep, exactly true. Exactly true. There's a lot of good fights on this card, people. We say it every, every time. It's one of those fights, as pretty much every show has been recently. It's one of those nights, rather, that it, if you're a UFC fan, Unless you're getting married, unless there's a family affair, unless there's something you cannot avoid, get the pay-per-view. This, this is going to be off the hook. And also, too, as I understand it, they built the stadium special in Abu Dhabi, Yazlan in Abu Dhabi, uh, just for this event, as they do there. So I'm really looking forward to an amazing experience. I love going to Abu Dhabi. I've been there three times before, twice for the UFC, once for the ADC Combat Submission Wrestling Championships back in, in 2008. When I worked for Sheikh Tanun, who was one of the eventual owners of the UFC before the recent sale that took place years a few years ago, so a lot of a lot of uh, heritage, a lot of history, and it's going to be awesome. And I'm completely pumped for it. Can't wait to get on the plane, get over there, and make it happen. So let's talk about something else that's going on here, and this is UFC stars that are in the news. TJ, I hated seeing BJ Penn getting knocked out in that street fight on the video that they put out. And I have one question I wanted to ask you. Uh-huh. I know, I know, he got knocked out as they showed on the video. Video. He got back up. He went after the guy, from what I could tell, mounted him from behind, dropped about four four well-laid punches down to his head before he was pulled off and the night was called to an end. I don't think any arrests have been made, but BJ is scheduled to fight, correct, in like a month or two? I don't think there's Am a I date on that? it. I don't think there's a date yet, but his opponent has been announced. It's going to be Nick Lentz. Yeah, yes, I know. And I saw a nice comment from Nick regarding what happened here, but if that fight... First off, when a fighter's knocked out in the octagon or the ring, they're on a 90-day suspension, correct? Uh, It can vary from jurisdiction to jurisdiction, but generally it's a 90-day suspension. So what I'm wondering is, does the commission and the powers be look at the fact that in his personal life he got knocked out in the street? I mean, let's face it, it happened. And should he be on hiatus for 90 days because of that happened, or did they? I mean, you know, he, who, he, who he, makes the judgment call here? He, he, it's a very slippery slope, um, for a variety of reasons. Uh, it looked like he got knocked out. You're correct. I don't know though for certain that he got knocked out. Uh, mm-hmm. I also can't tell you exactly when that video was taken. Was it taken last right. week? Was it taken three right. years ago? I don't right. know. Oh yeah, that's right. right. Um, you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, bottom line is you have to treat it, in my opinion like it didn't happen if you're an athletic commission. You have no grounds to suspend him unless he fails medicals. Um, True. And you proceed as normal. The UFC, they're allowed to go, look, we don't like this behavior. We're delaying your fight. Uh, We're not going to promote the fight. I mean, there's two levels of protection here, and that's the promoter, and that is the commission and I feel like, honestly, the commission's hands are, are tied. You can't really go based off of a video on the Internet. The only thing you can do is give him a pre-fight physical, and if he fails that physical, then you don't allow him to fight. If, if Dana White and company don't want him to fight or think that something needs to be done, uh, that lies in them. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. Well, we'll see what happens. But, you know, the bottom line is I just wish BJ all the best, and I'm all about safety and I'm all about health. And I don't like seeing professional fighters fight in the street. That's something that should not happen. 
And it's not because you should only fight for money. It's just something that should not happen for a variety of well, reasons. It's, Lawsuits, it's, you name it. Well, the no, law. No, I mean, bottom line is this. It's, it's, that's, that's a violent crime. It, yes. it is. I mean, fighting in the street is a crime. You're assaulting mm-hmm. someone. Uh, you go to jail for that. I, it should never happen. Um, I don't know. I, BJ's gone through some stuff. Uh, I don't know. I, it, 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 what do you say? I mean, the man's a legend for his uh, no accomplishments in, inside the UFC. Like, the, the guy's a legend. But in his personal life, it seems like he's got some things going on, and it's it's worrisome. Well, things going on with BJ. I hope he gets taken care of because I love BJ. He's my little Hawaiian brother. I say it all the time, and I just want to see what's best. Street fights are horrible, guys. I've been involved in a number of them. I've seen more than I've been involved in, and I've seen some pretty horrific things, horrific things even to the point of somebody possibly dying. You never know. All you have to do is fall and hit your head on a curb. That's all it yeah, takes. Well, that your life changes that, overnight. That doesn't even need to be in a fight, Bruce. That could just be walking to your car oh. when you get done with the podcast. You know what I mean? Don't yeah. fall. Do not fall, yeah. Bruce. But you know what I mean? Do not fall. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I just uh, I worry about it. You got to do what you got to do when the, when the shite comes down to protect your loved ones and everything else. But there's no reason to cause it. No reason to start it. No reason to get involved. If it can be avoided, avoid it at all costs. That's my last little Uncle Bruce rule for the day. And I'm talking from experience, folks. That's all I can tell you. Yeah, I Let's mean, talk don't, a little don't, more. don't punch people in bars. No. Especially older gentlemen. No, no, no. People, <laughs> I, I don't even want to tell you what I've seen and what I know. No. Bad idea. Bad idea. All right, let's talk about another uh, situation going on. I know we were on hiatus there for a week or a couple weeks since the Conor McGregor situation happened. We didn't even discuss the fact of right. the, uh, the the sucker punching of the elderly man that the video was released like a couple I said, weeks ago. Go like I said, Bruce, don't punch elderly men in bars, okay? Yeah, not I'm giving not you the segue idea. here, Buff. I'm giving you the segue. I know. When I was in Barcelona, I was interviewed by a bunch of people, right? And as usual, as it happens over the last few years, I get asked about Conor McGregor. I need to answer it because I work with the, with the gentleman, with the man. So now here we are, and this happened. There's no excuse for it. Conor went on Ariel Hawani's show uh, doing his own way of apologizing, and I'm sorry, and I need to work on this, that, and the other. And I think I've heard that before, TJ. I think you might have also. And I hope that this is the one instance that takes care of Allowing it to never happen again. So Connor gets back on the right track and bees and, and bees the, the amazing Connor McGregor that Connor McGregor can be. Getting back and being the UFC role model and athlete that he Buff. should be and is. His nickname is the notorious one. Yep. You know, I don't I mean, I don't know. I don't think Connor's gonna change at all. Um I, I Well let's he, let's, he let's talk Go ahead. Let's talk about the, what would happen if he doesn't change, because this is the point that I'm bringing up to the subject. There was an article that was published, and I'm sure there's been numerous articles, and this was in the Irish News, and it was from a person that is a marketer that handles brands. One of the big things here, and I'll give you some backup here. She's a leading sports marketing guru. Her name is Kim, Kim Skildrum-Reed, okay? And she's run power sponsorships since 1994 with clients like Target, Dubai, Qantas, Virgin Airways, Mazda, Estee Lauder. I go on and on and on. She's a marketing guru. But the succession of controversies involving Conor McGregor, she claims, could effectively accelerate the end of his career in commercial terms. As an example, a video was published last week where one of his countrymen owning a bar in Florida, an Irish pub, they put a picture of Conor on the toilet from what I saw, and they immediately poured the 12 bottles of proper 12 whiskey they had down the toilet and then threw them into a trash can, breaking them in so many words, telling people that own Irish bars not to stock or store Proper 12, because again, in so many words, they were saying it's not the way that our country should be represented the way yeah. due to this incident that Connor did. Yeah. That's not a good that's not yeah. a good thing because when you what I mean Oh, you so, telling me that's not a in so many ahead. words, Bruce? Yeah. In so many words, that's that's what they're saying. Until someone rolls into that bar and says, Hey, give me a shot of proper twelve, and they go, Oh, we don't have it. And then they go to a different bar. The bottom well, actions speak louder than words, Bruce. And I understand that. This is current events and people are taking a stand, but the only way that it changes is if honestly that happens and people don't stock it. But what, what I immediately thought was, man, you're throwing away uh, bottles of proper 12 and someone's going to order it and you're going to not have it. And then you're going to end up buying more, which just puts more money in Connor's pocket. I, I just, th- this is fight sport. Fighting is different than other mainstream sports. You're talking about the, that uh, 
person that works in, in marketing and has worked with big companies like Target. Target is not a mixed martial artist. Target is not a brand or company that has thrived because of throwing a dolly through let's, a bus. You know what I mean? Let's, let's take it a step further. What you're saying is correct, and what I'm saying is potentially correct. And I'm saying I want this to happen. This is this is nature. This is human nature. This is business. Products in sales have to be sustainable. You can come out and have a huge run, like the eighteen, uh, the nineteen thousand, whatever, the eighteen million dollars worth, or two hundred thousand cases at ninety dollars a pop that have sold a proper twelve. But it has to be sustainable, where people continue to reorder. And this has happened in past, and also there's a and th and that's something that's a situation we will see based on future sales reports. And I hope it doesn't affect it because he, he's been doing great with it, and I hope it goes on to do great for him and everything else. I'm not wishing any failure here, but what happens is sponsors get very edgy, and when you sign sponsorship deals, there are those clauses, whether they want to enforce them or not, which are called reality uh, morality clauses in the contracts. Connor, according to the article, is receiving in the neighborhood of seven million dollars a year from a sponsorship with Reebok, Beats, Burger King, and Budweiser. They all, I guarantee you, TJ, have morality clauses in them. Sure. It's up to them, and they could be dropped. It, and then the question of, because it, of his huge popularity, is it worth that drop if they want to do, or do they just let it, it go by and see how everything goes it, out? It goes back to what we were talking about with BJ Penn. It's the companies mm -hmm. involved that largely make the decision. And how many times have we seen someone dropped from a company due to, quote-unquote, you know, morality issues only to be re-signed again down the road. I mean, this is a take-it-or-leave-it sort of business, and right now it seems like people are going to leave it, but uh, Conor McGregor is one of the biggest stars in, in MMA and combat sports and, and popular Agreed. culture, and I, I, it's a bump in the road in my opinion. Well, time will tell. We'll see. I think it's a serious bump in the road, but again, we'll see. We'll see how strong the brand can be to sustain that, which will be fine. Um, okay, so now let's go on here, and I wish him all the best, I do. But I wish him all the best, get back in the octagon, and do what we love to see Conor McGregor do, which is fight in the UFC. Okay, uh, you talk about things can change. Shark Tank judge uh, Kevin O'Leary was out boating on his boat the other week. They had a collision, and two people in the other boat that he hit got killed. So he, he's dealing with that right now. It doesn't look like he's at fault, or the people driving the boat that are at fault. But, man, that's one of those incidences that just stay with you, and, uh, you know, we'll see where that goes. Did you hear about that? I did not. This is news to me, but, I mean, honestly, it, it surprises me that we don't have more boating accidents like that because uh, these these boats and the, the speeds that they can get up to are just as every bit as fast as a, a regular vehicle at this point. And, and honestly, there, there's no roads out in the water. You know what I mean? And uh, right. I'm surprised people – I mean, you know what? They probably are running into each other more than we hear about, but generally it's not celebrities, so we don't hear about the news all the time. Yeah, well, we'll see how that goes out, but uh, it's just a shame. I don't want anybody to lose their life in any situation that's not proper. If that's, I don't know if I said that correctly. Jeez. Yeah, I don't know what a proper situation is. Yeah, I don't know what a proper situation is. I mean, I don't know. I don't well, know. not a proper 12 situation. No, exactly. Okay. No one should ever. That, that's <laughs> funny. That That's that's. That, that's a code word. What kind of situation was it? Proper 12? Yeah. It's proper 12 situation. Proper 12? Yep. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Uh, probably the biggest surprise in sports, and to some, one of the biggest surprises in sports history, is the fact that Colts quarterback, uh, the Indianapolis Colts quarterback, Andrew Luck, the former number one pick, is retiring at the age of 29, uh, which really is unexpected. But when you understand and the fact that he's been in so much pain. He said he played through so much pain last season. And as he's saying, I can't take it anymore. And he's worried about his future. But that really stumped a lot of people. I, I know you're, I forget, TJ, I'm sorry. You love football, but you like football, but you're not a huge football fan, are you? I'm a tortured Minnesota Vikings fan. Yeah, so, tortured Minnesota uh, Vikings. Did, I, did you I, I find like, the shocking news? Yeah, of course, yeah. I mean, he's, he's a prime quarterback. Like a lot of teams would trade a lot to have Andrew Luck, uh, you know, at the helm of their club. Uh, I think it's admirable. I think it's great what he's doing. He's uh, walking away from a ton of money. Uh, the bottom line is he's not passionate for it. He doesn't like what it does to him mentally and physically, and he's in a situation where he doesn't need to do it. And isn't that the American dream? Go make a bunch of money, and then when you don't want to work anymore, you go off into the sunset and live your life. That's what Andrew Luck gets to do. That, that's a great story. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, another passing occurred this week that was very uh, 
felt very closely by Arnold Schwarzenegger, his longtime best friend, Franco Colombo, the bodybuilder, passed. He went to college with him at the University of Wisconsin. Uh, they had a business together. They became millionaires together before he even made his first movie, you know, in their in their construction business. Uh, longtime friend, and he wrote the most endearing uh, post on Instagram to his longtime friend, Franco Colombo. So with that being said, I just want to send my best wishes to Franco Colombo's family and loved ones uh, because he was he was a very cool guy. In the bodybuilding world, everybody had nothing but great things to say about Franco Colombo and um, just another passing, but not just another passing, a passing of a gentleman that occurred last week that I want to pay homage to. Uh, TJ, Jeffrey Epstein, this whole case that happened, you're going to find this interesting trivia. Do you know who his bodyguard was? I saw this, Igor Zinoviev. Igor Zinoviev was his bodyguard. Yeah. How's that from a name from the past that Frank Shamrock fought, uh, was in the early stages of the UFC, but uh, probably one hell of a bodyguard. And I actually last saw Igor in New York um, where he was working, and he was still a brute, still looking just like the same exact Igor Zinoviev I remember announcing in the Octagon. But I found that very interesting when I saw that. Yeah, that's bonkers. Definitely bonkers. Okay, scam report. We like to give you the idea of what's happening out there. Their scammers are now impersonating FBI phone numbers and agents, and they're calling people up saying they're from the FBI. People, when you get this call and they're claiming that Social Security numbers have been compromised, that your Social Security numbers being used to open bank accounts, and that the government will seize those accounts, and to protect your money, that the funds should be transferred specifically to an account they set up for you to feel safe at. Folks, this is a scam. I'm going to say it again. Don't, don't buy over the phone. Don't buy through infomercials, especially over the phone. Do not buy or even talk to. Just say, take me off your list. Thank you. Goodbye. Do not talk. These They target the elderly. They target everybody. And the word is they're taking in hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Actually, the term, rather the figure that was given since 2014, that the scam has taken in $450 million from Americans alone. Be smart, people. Be smart. Think about it. Uh, TJ, another thing that happened too is um, my heart and condolences are going out. This hurricane is, is just wreaking havoc all over the place. I hope everybody's okay. The Bahamas airport is already underwater. They're claiming they could devastate tourism there for a long time. Cuba's at danger. So much is going on. This is hurricane season. All I can say is that I hope that everything goes as best as can go and, and people do what they need to do to get through this. It's very tragic. But it just happens happens every year, TJ. It makes you wonder. You know, it's like me living in Malibu for all the years I lived in there. I knew the fire was going to happen every time, but I love where I live. You know, you just have to protect and do the best you can is really, I guess, all that can be said. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, if you're passionate about living somewhere, you, you know, persevere and move on. And, you know, fortunately, we live in a world where, you know, countries can come to the aid of other countries. And uh, I'm sure there will be drives and, uh, you know, fundraisers to help the Bahamas rebuild. And, and I hope so, because, it is a beautiful part of the world, but unfortunately, uh, you know, as, as people know in Florida, in, in New Orleans, let's not forget about what New Orleans has gone through uh, as a city from Katrina, you know, uh, all, I mean, heck, 15 years ago at this point. Uh, it, it, you just got to, you got to, you know, persevere, Bruce, and, and don't let things like this, you know, change the way you want to live your life. If you want to live somewhere that, you know, has these issues, you know, know that and, and do what you can to get through. Right. Agreed. Agreed. It's the, it's the best you can do. I, I watched a beautiful movie coming home on the plane from uh, China. I even posted about it, too. And it's called Mavericks, which was with uh, Gerard Butler. And it's, just, it's a beautiful movie, a true story about a young surfer named Jay Moriarty, uh, Moriarty rather, uh, who was 15 years old when he tackled Mavericks. And there's a famous surfer's a magazine picture where he's on the cover taking a huge wipeout, which he became famous for and went on to live a very long, no, excuse me, went on to live until the age of 22 when he passed away diving in the Maldives. I mean, a total Aquaman for sure. Um, TJ, I was, <laughs> you know, I get emotional. It brought back so many memories of my growing up in Malibu through my surfing in the 70s, the 80s, the 90s and onward and the whole surf culture. I, it was just I really resonated with this. And for friends or for friends of the show out there that love the ocean, that have a love for surfing or or love watching it. This is an, just an awesome movie. It's so full of life. It's completely true. It has every human spirit you can possibly grab. So I highly recommend Catch Mavericks with Gerard Butler. It's on TV, obviously. 
And um, it's awesome. That's my little movie pick for the week. And also, too, TJ, I, I sold the two, UFC 241 cards. I put them up for auction against the 17th or 18th time I put up an auction benefiting charity. And this benefited um, breast cancer charity because we are coming up upon Breast Cancer Month here in October. I'll give you the prices that they went for, TJ. The Nate Diaz-Anthony Pettis card went for $420. Um, there was a bidding war on the Daniel Cormier uh, Stipe Miocic card. This is the cardboard cards I hold in my hand in the octagon. That sold for $570. And the Paulo Costa card versus Joe Romero sold for $255. I think my mother bought it. And that was it. Good stuff. That was a joke, TJ. I, I, I figured as much. You, you, yeah. wouldn't, you wouldn't charge her. You wouldn't charge Mama Buck. No, um, I wouldn't charge Bob. Uh, no way. No, no. Uh, yeah, no, that's awesome, Bruce. I'm happy to hear it. And obviously you uh, give partial proceeds to uh, charities, and, and it's great stuff that you do. And, I mean, what a what a piece of memorabilia for a fight fan. Yeah, it's really cool. And these are some of my favorite cards. I had a hard time giving these up, actually. Here's an interesting story. This is a feel-good story, TJ. A man played the same lottery numbers for 30 years. When you played the lottery, did you play the same numbers all the time for a period of time or I mean, what? I, I've never really played over prolonged periods of time, but uh, when I bought tickets, you know, I mean, for whatever reason, I'm like everyone else. $70 million is not enough. I need to wait until it gets up to $400 million to buy a ticket. Um, usually I'll do just a bunch of quick picks and then maybe one or two with some special numbers, but I couldn't even tell you what numbers I played on, on the tickets that I even, you know, made custom per se. Well, this man played the same numbers for 30 years. I used to do this, too, back when they first started, and I was buying lottery tickets every week. It was fun, and it got a little monotonous for me. But I did play the same numbers. This guy played it for 30 years. Guess what? On October 26, he won $60 million. 30 uh, that, years. That's great. That's great. Statistically, yeah. that's still pretty amazing. Because you think about yeah. it, like your odds of winning the lottery, even with one static number, it doesn't improve. It, your, your number is not more likely to be called because you play the same numbers. Your likelihood is still as low as it always is. And it, it's like when people sit around the roulette table and they're like, oh, it's been black four times. Now I'm going to bet red. It's due. No, it, it, it's a, that's not how stats work. Uh, it's not how probability works. Um, but with that in mind, uh, I don't know. It's a great story. I, I just hopefully we don't hear about this guy on, you know, when the lottery ruins my life, which I've seen is a show like on E Network or something like that. It's amazing how many of those stories are out there, isn't it? It's crazy. Oh yeah. Hey, did I did I talk to you about on our last show about the uh, the twelve year old vacationing in Ohio and the amazing uh, thing he found? Yeah, the bone. I don't think, yeah, yeah. The, the the mammoth, the mammoth tooth. Yeah, yeah, and just a fossil of some sort. Yeah, we did talk about that, right? Man, your mom's ninety one, but you have the senior moments, Buff. No, I am. But you know what it is. The much flying as I've done and everything I've done, you're absolutely correct. So cut it out. <laughs> no, I'm not cutting that out. That's okay. funny. That's funny right there. No, no, well, here's good. one I didn't talk about. Here's one I didn't talk about. Did you ever get the ring system for your house, the ring doorbell? Uh, no. Okay. I, you know, I, I'm big on security. And I've, I've been got meaning number to. Security. You know, that's it's the problem. I've been so, meaning to. It is so good. It is such a good operation. I have it on, on my front door along with all the other security system activity around here, but it works great. Listen, the cool thing about this is, is the man that went on Shark Tank, we get back to Shark Tank again, he tried to get investors on the show to invest in Ring, and they turned him down. And it was Why? about a year did, or two did, did later. Do they hate money? Is that what happened? They hate money? Because that's a no-brainer yeah, to just, me, Buff. You would think it would be, but they turned him down, and they regret it, because it was one or two years later, if I'm not mistaken, he sold the company for over a billion dollars. Right. And they had their shot. Well, now Ring has doing so well that it actually the doorbell cameras have partnered up with over 400 police departments now, which means that they're going to be selling even more of these things. And what I assume to be that it provides a 24 seven surveillance system that's tied into the police department so that they can respond, you know, in the eventuality of a situation happening. Boy, this company keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. As a matter of fact, here's the funny thing. The guy that went on Shark Tank, who did not get a deal, who sold the company for a billion plus, wound up appearing on Shark Tank as a shark. I think it was last season or the season before. He went from rag to riches and actually wound up appearing with the wow. shark on Shark Tank. How to, amazing. To possibly what a story. Companies. That is, to me, in my business world, loving the business world, that to me is amazing. 
amazing. Yeah, no, that's that that is awesome. Uh, time oh. for you to make some sort of partnership with that company, though. It's time for you to get the hell off my porch. It's ring time. I'll take that sponsorship deal or spokesperson deal anytime, any day of the week. As a matter of fact, let me write that down and make a phone call. How great would that be if uh, someone's busting into your house and Bruce Buffer can say, it's time to run because I've called the cops. Yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. Exactly. Exactly. All right, TJ. Um, I'm going to head off to... Uh, Shen, not Shenzhen, I just got back. Oh, boy. Oh, man, to Buffer. Yeah. I mean, it, it's... I did, I did that see, on purpose. I did no, that on purpose. I'm no, going you, to Abu Let me say this. Nice cover, Buff. You didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> this is part of the problem that people just don't understand. Oh, it's great. You get to fly all around the world and play poker and, and watch UFC and announce. That's not hard. It's draining, Buff. I can tell. I can tell you're not yourself today. Well, I have two days to do five days worth of work because i got to get on a plane tomorrow at 3 o'clock. And, yes, sh- you're correct. So it, it happens that way. Thank God. I wasn't about to not have the podcast. But one week away from you is enough, TJ. Isn't that oh, nice? I know. I know. I missed you very much. There you go. There you go. Partner to partner, friend to friend. That's what life's all about. All right, TJ, anything for our audience before I go take a memory pill? No, no, that's it. Go take your ginkgo biloba and have a safe flight to Abu Dhabi. All right, I'll do that. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Treat everybody around you with respect. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Be a role model to your sphere of influence. Set your goals. Write them down. Learn about them. So when you set on that path, you can be the best you can be. Because if you're being the best you can be, then you are winning. And that's what we're all about on It's Time Radio. That's what I'm about. And I wish the best for everybody out there. Thank you for tuning in, folks. We'll be back next week on It's Time Radio. Buffer is out. The preceding podcast was a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be directed to DeSantisProd at gmail.com. At T-Mobile, you can get two powerful iPhone 11 Pros on us. The three cameras are perfect for capturing my DIY projects. I'm repainting our car. Wow, the ultra-wide camera really captures all the uh, flames. Switch today and get two new lines for 90 bucks, plus two iPhone 11 Pros on us with qualifying trading. Qualified customers plus taxes and fees. Essentials plan with auto pay. Phone via 24 credits. If you cancel before 24 credits, remaining balance on full price of 999.99 for each device may be due. Contact us. Qualifying port ins and finance agreements required.